Welcome to the Phoenix Magazine podcast. This week, we shine the brewery spotlight on Steel Cactus Brewing. The owners, Trevor Hurd and Angelo Paisano, invited me in to check out their new spot in Gilbert. A couple Midwest guys who grew up in Michigan, then made their way out west, have some influence with Pacific Northwest breweries. They put that all together and planted their roots here in the desert, and they just opened up Steel Cactus Brewing in December. We got a chance to visit with them, get their backstory. I hope you enjoy the episode. All right, we're here on location at Steel Cactus Brewing in Gilbert. A couple awesome guys here. Uh, let me in after hours. It's 8 o'clock on a Tuesday night. I appreciate you guys. It's uh, Trevor Hurd on my left and Angelo Paisano on my right. Guys, hey, thank well. you so much. How what's go, what, How is it so far owning a brewery, Steel Cactus? It's a pretty epic feeling to say, hey, we own a brewery. I'm a brewery owner. Um, but... Together, yeah. you know, it's, it's something different. I mean, it came out of the blue. It's one of those like little pipe dreams, like everybody else who had a home brewing system. And then we talked about it, and when we met, and it was one of those ones. Then just out of the blue, he texts me. He's like, "We own a brewery." I'm like, "What are you talking about? We own a brewery? Why? What?" And he had explaining all that stuff and getting down here and making it come to fruition. And it's nice when you come in on a night Saturday or a weeknight, and you see people sitting here enjoying your beer and stuff like that. And then you get the repeat yeah. customers. So it's it's kind of a cool feeling. But like Angela said, to say that you're actually an owner of something. How long has that pipe dream been kind of a dream for you guys? When did we meet? Decade ago almost. Okay. (laughs) Decade ago. uh, Yeah, we... I moved to I moved to Portland uh, about 11 years ago now. Um, when I got down there, my very first night, I uh, checked in my bags, uh, new to the town, never been to Portland before, talked to the uh, concierge, and I'm like, where do I get a drink around here? And Rogue Brewing was right down the road. So I went and sat at Rogue, and I just start watching Sports Center, and there's Detroit Sports on. And I meet a mutual friend of ours, and I didn't know him before. And he's like, hey, I go up to Seattle to watch Tigers games with my buddy, Angelo. I'm like, cool, I'll tag along, sweet, I don't know anybody. So we met at a Tigers game when he was living up in Seattle and then went back to his place afterwards and found out he was a brewer too. So I homebrewed, he homebrewed. He was showing me his setup and everything and then he had a whole separate shed outside (laughs) Yeah, that he probably almost burnt down a couple times and... (laughs) <laughs> nice. So lifelong buddy, or I guess in the last decade or so, yeah. buddies. And is it is it different going into um, business with a friend? And I know you guys have some silent partners, <clears throat> right, that helped uh, create yeah. this and get you guys open. Um, yeah, and you just opened what? No. You, <laughs> guys, you guys just opened in December, right? Yeah. So those guys don't brew any of it? or no, it, they don't. don't it's, so, it's on so, you guys. Sorry, right? sorry, Matt, you did help a little <laughs> bit in case you hear up this. On the uh, <laughs> on our emails for what we're doing. Yeah, so. they, they fall on social media and they're yeah. happy about it. That's always good, right? from michigan so all four of us are okay michigan guys what kind of what kind of i mean michigan's so huge in craft beer and same as same with portland now arizona's kind of like a little bit newer on the stage and in terms of like being recognized as a beer city and our beer state um what are some of your guys's influences in in craft beer well, it depends on who you talk to. I, I give him crap all the time for being the dreamer. He's the one that's going with all the crazy triples, doubles, fruit flavored, 
barrel age, stuff like that. Uh, I'm more of a more traditional to style beer. I mean, for the number of breweries I've bounced around to through travels for work and stuff like that, I'm probably at 700 plus breweries. So mm. like when we got around to creating this, I had an idea, he had an idea. So we kind of kind of stay out of our way and let us do what we're good at because he's a business guy and a, I'm an engineer for construction companies. So mm-hmm. to be honest, I've never worked behind a bar. This is the first time I've poured beer. <laughs> I, I don't know how to run a business. I don't know how to run a business. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. You know how to tilt the glass. Yeah. Oh, well, of our inspiration, you know, with Michigan, you know, you think of being close to Canada. At young ages, we definitely had the Canadian beer uh, as well, our influence. You mean like a- Molson Triple X? We try yeah. to go get the high alcohol. Yeah, those are the only the ones I know in Canada. Then, are there, are there the better most- beers in Canada we don't know about? Yeah, uh, Sleeman's was one that was up towards Toronto. I remember yeah. they were doing one of the first craft beers, at least in the Canadian scene. And I know, at least for me, getting started in the craft beer stuff uh, up by Oakland University, where I went to school, they had um, it was Big Buck Brewing. It was a gigantic yep. building, and I just remember. Which I used to work at. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I just remember Wednesdays, it was 350 growler fills. So a cheap college student. Wow. 350 for a growler beer, and especially craft beer to higher alcohol. You know, that was a good night. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that must work out to, what, like less than a buck a, a, a pint, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, because microbrews weren't a thing back then, so they yep. were doing anything to get people in the door. So we just took advantage of it. Okay. You know, okay. And at a young age, at, at 19, we could drive across the border and go to bars and drink real beer and it was kind of fun and and for me you know bells has to come in the conversation when you yeah. talk about michigan beers and when we started getting exposure that's the beer that always popped up is the, you know the best in the state yeah. with what they're doing everybody knows mm-hmm. bells everybody knows founders mm-hmm. nowadays but there was yeah. a ton of smaller ones at yeah. least uh, when i was buying my homebrew equipment uh coonan was a brewing and they had their own home homebrew supply store so that's where i bought my oh, first okay. equipment um dragon mead's another one my buddy eric brews there so i talked to him a lot about stuff and I mean, we, yeah. me and Angela have talked to a ton of brewers throughout the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. as, as we were building this and stuff like that, too, before designing and building and trying to figure out a layout, I asked a lot of brewers, you know, what would you do differently if yeah. you had the opportunity again? And like an easy one was like a shower. Nobody thinks about if a shower and bees are covered in sugar water by the time you're done brewing and to run home to go somewhere else. Just simple sure. things like that or layout mm-hmm. or everybody always says like a bigger system to start because that's usually the first thing once you get big is you're looking for a big I've system. heard that. I've always thought it was just because like brewers thought they needed to sleep here and then wake up and like keep working or something like like uh the a tombstone when they moved into the helio basin location there was a shower there like uh and <laughs> they say they well they, they travel up from tombstone but um yeah. that makes sense that you're working there and you get covered in what you know sugar water and you yeah yeah you rinse off afterwards right yeah, huh? yeah. interesting so um it, back to your guys's beers here and your influence so would you say that your menu that you have right now is kind of a, a mash of what you were talking about, true to style, and then um, Angelo's preference and kind of wild, wild, st- outrageous kind of pushing the pushing the envelope kind of beers? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's pretty good split and stuff like that. And it's yeah. we, we help each other brew and stuff like that. But kind of the inspiration, we just kind of let each other roll with whatever they were thinking at the time. Mm-hmm stuff like that we help each other so there's not really any pushback it's just you know we just want to make good beer for the most part yeah and we want to do some simpler styles to start out with just to be able to show we know what we're doing and and not have everything crazy but it really came down to you know what we could put together to fill up our 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 board here yeah open yeah and you know some beers 
work a little bit better if they're in the kegs a little longer and some are you know you know you want them fresh and mm-hmm. ready to go some of the hoppier yeah. ones and i mean for us and of course we have like the nine beers and we're trying to do seltzer just to have that on for people who doesn't like beer yeah for sure like we also want to have like the standard ones you know you want to have probably four that are going we're going to be able to repeat that for people mm-hmm. really like that want to come in they know they're going to get that but then the other ones will rotate and with our small system it makes it easy for us to continue to rotate and just try new beers and stuff like that until we get another one that people really like and maybe yeah. keep that up there so so keep kind of working on finding our, our voice for some of those standards you know, one of them, it's not on tap right now, was, was Trevor's creation called Blue Boy. Um, it's been received really well. Yeah, so. and that's when we finally, the first one we've actually had to repeat brew because it went so quick. And really? That was, yeah, that was just based off of uh, my background and stuff like that. I work construction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anybody who works manual labor, usually the guys are drinking Coors Light, Bud Light, Miller Light, right. stuff like that. Or, you know, that's what they want. So got to have that on tap because I'm sure anybody who's ever drank craft beer is sat at a bar at a brewery and some guy walks in and sits next to you. He's like, I want Coors Light. Right. Or, or what the closest thing you got so i came up with that idea based off actually one of my iron workers his name's bo um he used to call bud lights blue boys so he got off work he's like i gotta pick up some blue boys for the way that makes sense yeah Yeah, i think my uh my brother-in-law calls them blue pops (laughs) you know around his kids so so. blue sodas yeah 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 Yeah. get daddy another blue soda (laughs) yeah so that was kind of the inspiration for the name and the beer and stuff like that but it was well received so far so so is it so that's like a lager or pilsner is that is that what that is blue it's boy just, uh, i mean it's an ale so I an mean, ale okay right yeah. American yeah. yeah okay kind of what we preference it as it's would you say that's kind of the closest thing you have now to a flagship beer or do you are you uh, looking at guavalicious is the other one that's guava okay beer so there's a lot of people double ipa guava that would actually gotcha yeah brewing as well so those two are by far the ones that are flying off the board so that was one um i asked my my co-host who's not here tonight johan he came in a couple weeks ago and uh got a flight and he remembered that beer like that one stood out to him guavalicious when i asked him about it today yeah, yeah. said oh yeah that one that one was really fantastic I do have to give that a little bit of credit to my buddy eddie leal he's a uh, head brewer at ellis island and him and i worked together when i was at gordon Beersh in downtown seattle and mm-hmm. i was a gm he was the head brewer spent a lot of time in the brewery with him and he had a lot of great experience at some really cool breweries and um like Steelhead, one of the smaller breweries in Oregon. And um, that was one of his ideas that he kind of came up with. And uh, I've adopted a, a little bit in my own way, making it a double instead of a single West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, using a, You gotta use a ton of guava puree. You do lose a little bit of the beer in the process, but the end result's pretty amazing. Um, you know, it's not a IPA that's later flavored, it's, it's sat on a bunch of uh, guava puree so yeah it's, fun. It's, it's good stuff so people come in they've actually been mixing them too there's people are starting to create their own names for beers and mixing the combo too so oh yeah yeah the guava alicious in uh woodward so a couple ladies came in and they actually thought it was guadalupe which is the road out front of right guava alicious so they mixed it <laughs> the the ipa the uh, dry hop ipa with the guava alicious and they called it guadalupe themselves which yeah. is Ooh. Funny. so you guys are gonna have to start writing some of these down <laughs> yeah and you know some of the silly things customers might call your yeah. beers like oh that might be a good beer name yeah. later on down the and road even surprisingly like actually the hops i grew in my backyard was uh that one's surprisingly flying and yeah. had no idea yeah, tell me about that story i've seen that on your on your social media feed so 
hops growing in your backyard. You're talking about here in Arizona? What are you talking about? No. So yeah, I came down to Portland. I've been here and down here for about nine months and I came for the Intel project. So I finished the Intel project up in Hillsboro and came down here. Ironically, we'd already started the brewery in Gilbert and like perfect storm. My work's like, Hey, do you want to go to Chandler for work and work in the Intel project? I'm like, no, that sounds like a terrible idea. You want to pay me <laughs> to move down there to start a brewery as well? I'm like, perfect. But yeah, no, I, uh, my backyard, um, I, uh, I grew up some, uh, I have a privacy fence and I had a really, really annoying neighbor who was complaining about my dog. So I put lattice up there higher. And then I was at a farmer's market and I bought some rhizomes for hops. I'm like, all right, well the hops will fill in so she can't see my yard and complain about stuff. It doesn't and, sound like Oregon, but no, 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 no. I'm, I'm from Hillsboro, So right. I know that I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And yeah. So I, I, people always ask me like, what, what type of hop is? I'm like, you know what? I bought those at farmer's market years ago. I have no idea. And I've never really had use for them so then uh, I just thought they were cool to have and I home brewed with them every once mm-hmm. in a while yeah so I brought them down here last year was the first time we were getting this rolling so I brought some down for Angelo and Angelo brewed a beer and he uh, actually we got a label we can show you but he put my face on the label and sold it to <laughs> some of the stores and actually the photo in the background is the photo from my backyard it was, a, it was the, the backyard around, edition so, yeah heck yeah. yeah so he just it sent it to me fun. and then yeah dropped it off a couple of bottle shops I'm like thanks bud so that beer you're talking about that's the retroflexion with a nice ORE in the in the middle for Oregon and those are the hops grown out of your own backyard yep Um, I believe I had that one when you guys poured at Copper State Beer Fest it blew me away because it was um, you know you called it like a like a wild pale ale and it was kind of a, a really good summation of what is you know wildly it's almost like it was wildly fermented almost a little sour but still with a little bit uh like a hint of bitterness like you would get from an ipa or a pale ale yeah, and you know a lot of people come in and try to explain it even us like mm-hmm. we want to put a label on it yeah like, we're writing the like type up there and i'm like i don't know what to put yeah. right right <laughs> it's like yeah so wild hop wild organ hop or whatever what but yeah it went over well at copper state and people come in yeah. and uh, people are taking cans of it to take to friends because it's just you want something different you know we're gonna we're gonna do some things like that yeah very cool not planned but you know that's some of the best inspirations come from something yeah Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. like it's a once a year so i'll harvest them next year i'll go back and grab them stuff like that and we sat the name came because you saw the ore capitalized so my me and my buddy are sitting around drinking one night and he's like well just make the word with ore in it you can pick any word you want so that's kind of how the idea came so yeah my buddy sean back in portland came up with it so we were sitting here one night and we have to rebrew it a couple beers and i just pull up on google yeah and i'm like i'm like oh that word sounds cool let's use that that might be a little hard to read after maybe three or four beers here at seal cactus Uh, i might look at that what is that word i want to just point to nine right it's just number nine so like next year it'll be a probably different grain build same hops and Mm -hmm. call it different name Sure. Yeah. You know, coming up with beer names is not easy sometimes. You but you want to do something different. You want to have some cool ideas. You don't want to get too crazy. I know. Yeah. I, get, I give Angelo crap all the time because <laughs> I'm like I'm big on Untapped and I'll like make sure I research to make sure their beer's not used before. And Angelo's like Woodward. I'm like, it's a street in Detroit. It's the main one. There's tons of beers called Woodward. <laughs> 
So we, I, that, I, give him, I give him crap. That is something like that, that we discuss a lot. We've been doing these um, beer review and you know uh, brewery spotlight podcasts for a while, and every brewery seems to have that uh, story about a cease and desist. That, that hasn't come up yet not with, with a beer name or anything? No, as long as we keep things local and we're not going out of state, I don't think we have too much to worry about. Because, I mean, there's so many beers out there. You're going to run into a, a yeah, name, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's why I try to do the research and stuff like that. But I don't I mean, do too much research. Yeah. Like, if I got <laughs> I an guess, idea, yeah, yeah. I don't want to think that I got yeah. it from someone else. It's like, it's because that's what I came like, up like, with. Like I said, the dreamer here. So he just, <laughs> he just it's off the cusp. That's what <laughs> right. you need for a good partnership. A guy yeah. who comes prepared with everything and then the guy, yeah, just, just wing it. Let's just do it. Love yeah. that. This is that's why different. we work so well together. <laughs> there you go. Engineering background. I'm straight logic, logic. And he's like, no, just pour it in there. I'm like, yeah. I don't even know I've, what we're I've doing. I've got anyway. a lot of, you know, restaurant experience and cooking and just getting creative. And you've got your palate of, of, of different types of foods and flavors. And you want to put something together to make something creative. You got to know your individual flavors. And when I, when I brew, over the years now, I've gotten the ideas of what things go together, and that's when you can kind of get cr- the creative part of it. Mm-hmm. And I'll put it through the Trevor machine, and he's got <laughs> the the measurements, and yeah. so we can recreate these things. I know. I got so, the Excel sheet. I'm like, what'd you put in there? He's like, I don't know. I dumped like half a bag. I'm like, eh, well, I'm ballpark. No, I'm, d- I'm getting better at <laughs> yeah. measuring, and he's he's getting better at, at, at the creative part. Yeah. So I do. you guys, you guys uh, have still kept your day jobs, right? Like yeah, Trevor, yes. you're into engineering, right? And then yeah, Angelo, you're in the yeah kind of uh, hospitality food business yeah. um, how does how does this work out with your schedules uh, not bad I mean I'm I start early again at the Intel project there so I'm there five in the morning and stuff like that and by the time I'm getting off I mean we open at three so if I have to we're trying to give our bartender some days off so I can get here by three and then come in and close and then usually for brewing like I'll get it rolling you know, with the boil and get all the grain and all that stuff. And then Angela usually gets off work to come help finish up everything. So, yeah, I'm yeah. A kind of a late night guy. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So I'm used to that world. The, uh, nine to eight mm-hmm. world. <laughs> it's like right. a good baseball team you got a good starting pitcher yeah, then you yeah. got a closer that closer. comes in i mean i mean you guys are tigers fans you may not know about yes. that no i'm just kidding i mean it's been a while but yeah yeah right <laughs> now you get you guys i think you blew through the diamondbacks last time you came here so um yeah we did we, we, can, we can't really yeah, brag all that much right so. <laughs> uh so uh you guys mentioned you're at copper state beer fest like a month after you open this place or kind of yeah. soft open this place, you're already pouring out of your first beer festival. How did that come about? And what, I mean, it, you, I remember, I think we were talking, you guys were like building your uh, drink dispenser yeah, that day or yeah, the jockey box, yeah. like th- still that morning, right? Yeah, no, we uh, touches. Yeah, it was. Uh, no, like we had a couple soft openings before the holidays and stuff mm-hmm. like that, just for sporting events or whatever. And then we were waiting through the holidays before we try to get set hours. And uh, one of the silent uh, owners, Matt uh, Heal, back in Michigan, he because you know it'd be an opening, hadn't been here to see it yet. So, so I'm like, hey, why don't you come this weekend? At least there's a beer fest we can go to. And he's like, are we in it? I'm like well, it's past the deadline, I guess I'll ask. So I sent an email and the response, of course, we'd love to have you. And in my head, I'm like, shit, like, <laughs> man, I don't have, like, I got like no time. Get to work. It, yeah. it wasn't planned. So you, <laughs> yeah. So I, I pulled what I had laying around parts and stuff like that. And Angel brought a cooler in and just, we have pallets laying away around, started ripping apart some wood and some pipe fittings. Ordered and, a couple fittings yeah, from Amazon, yep, you know, got the coils and everything and made it work and everybody loved the display. So it's kind of like going to be a thing 
thing moving forward for like say banquets or weddings or say a graduation. Oh, very cool. Strong beer. Strong beer. Are be you guys there, gonna yeah. be a strong beer? Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. But that was just kind of the idea for the display. And moving forward, it'll be actually something that we can keep and use for multiple different events. So is that where the the name Steel Cactus comes from? That you guys are just handy with all kinds of stuff like that. It's kind of a name I came up with. Uh, it's not one of those super inspirational names where. Um, you, you know, it came from divine yeah. story, but it's just kind of to me, you know, embodied some things about brewing and and being in in Arizona, and it kind of felt like a good name that, that mm-hmm. sounded like these guys make beer, and they're from Arizona. So I really sure. had no idea until I saw the paperwork. <laughs> he sent me the LCC paper. I'm like, I guess for Steel Cactus, Here's you can't change name. it now. It's in. There you <laughs> go. There's a million names. You got to stick with one, and I, I kind of yeah. liked it. It's, you know. it's been well received, uh, like getting the emblem, a uh, buddy of ours, uh, Tyler Wright, came up with it. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great look there. It's just that classic SCB on an iron little yeah. hop right above it. Yeah, so it's clean. It looks good. A couple slight modifications from the original, yeah. but everybody seems some, to like it. Some and, homages so. to the old school brewery, you know, symbols and, and logos, and then bringing in our own style and... and being from Arizona now, mm-hmm. it's just kind of embodies who we are. And, you know, the SCBs just seems like some good letters that go together. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it's, it, it really does work uh, on that logo. So are, is that going to be slapped on some cans in the future or what, 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 what kind of like to go options could I get yeah. here from Steel well, we've Cactus? We've got some good things going already. Um, in the past, I've done some production only before we got the taproom. So there, there has been some, some canned products with some, you know, really cool labels. Uh, we took a step back from that. So we can focus on getting beer inside here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a really cool um, company that's doing some growlers for us. So we're going to be able to get some of that going. Yeah, and we're, uh, we're going to work on getting some. So if anybody comes in, you can get a can to go. I think it was 19 twos or the. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, those yeah. 19 ounces. And we got, yeah. we got some simple labels, just some ones we can print off black and white for now. I mean, it's hard to make a large color run when we're not doing that larger production and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, we got the labels and we're going to start trying to keep some cans actually like in a fridge for people to go if they want to walk in and grab four packs and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. we're moving towards that we don't have that right now but anybody can come in and grab a couple like a couple of the uh, people work in the complex here they've stopped in before going home and they'll just grab a couple Mm -hmm. cans to take them home yeah there's a this location here kind of in a industrial park here um there's like a bicycle shop next door um to describe it in gilbert just a little bit like northwest of downtown gilbert um so you can kind of make this part of a downtown Gilbert beer crawl maybe start here uh, and if you're working your way towards like downtown Gilbert um, yeah it's about the, a half mile on the back yeah road. you guys are it's right off simple. of what Neely which is just west of Gilbert yep. and south of Guadalupe um, well it's yes. interesting you say pretty that easy to get our to neighbors here are uh, the west coast scooters, scooters. yeah the scooters they yeah. do a beer crawl yeah. and this is kind of that a was, funny story of our first, kind of our first, first pop-up event yeah it was, a, it was a Saturday morning and I had nothing to do I was going I'm like I might as well like instead of watching TV actually get some stuff done and get the tap room open and finish everything so I roll in here and I'm just up on a ladder and the guys from West Coast Scooter come by and knocking around you know introduce yourselves and chat with them like hey uh, you guys open I'm like not really he's like well we got like 40-50 people coming for this charity ride that we're doing with uh, Valley Tap Room and he's like so people are gonna start here I'm like looking and like we got like 
a beer on tap, which is a blue boy. And I'm like, well, I can go get some plastic cups. I had to grab like the little pocket POS system. I'm like, hopefully I can take money. We're going to figure this out real quick. And yeah. I'm like, when? He's like, in an hour from now. I'm like, okay. So I call Angelo real quick. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing, but I could possibly use some help real quick. <laughs> I'm on my way to work. I stop in here. I'm like, all right, we got the BLS. We got the beers pulling. We got cups. Open the door. And we kind of just had our first little pop-up event. Yeah, first couple and, customers uh, came in. And then he in, got so. free, uh, scooter free rides. Ride. Yeah, so they hooked me up. One of the owners hooked me up with his scooter. So I was hitting the buttons. I'm like, what are one, two, and three? He's like, that's the speed. I'm like, oh, so these ones go faster. I like this. But yeah, yeah. it was great nice. hanging out with them. Uh, then we ended up at the Valley Tap Room afterwards and the great group of guys and stuff like that. There you go. There's got to be a beer named after them at some point, right? Oh, like yeah. We're speed three. Like that's how you guys opened, right? You uh, just hit speed three sure. right away. I, sh- I should give them crap because I was over chatting with them. I guess they're doing a collab with Oso and not us. So oh, I, I got yeah. to poke at them a little bit there. That's right. Oso collabs <laughs> with everyone. So. <laughs> Oso collab with my dog once. <laughs> maybe, maybe, a, maybe a custom uh, SCB scooter too. We'll see. We'll see yeah. what we can put together. Um, so you guys enjoy sports. I've seen a lot of your posts that, you know, oh, come yeah. enjoy the game here that's not a lot like um i've experienced with other breweries why why do you guys why are you into that obviously you're just, you're just sports fans right that's yeah kind of way we are yeah. stuff like that that's like we said we met at a tigers game in seattle yeah. didn't know each other and every year we, we joined forces on every sport except for michigan state michigan yeah oh so, yeah there's a rivalry yeah, there all right i mean he's got me he's actually a sparty grad i went to oakland university but always been a michigan fan my whole life yeah. so so that's actually why we started brewing well we were already home brewing so we started betting on the michigan michigan state games so that's so, how all right so that game is usually what in October yeah, is that right all right. Halloween, yeah. so, so hopefully all right well I, I put that out there because we do have a date for the Arizona Craft Beer Awards and Festival I was talking to uh, you guys earlier about yeah. that like you guys just opened up but we are doing you know the second annual awards in October and our festival then in, in, in October hopefully that doesn't meet up uh, <laughs> with, with the big Michigan Michigan State uh, rivalry as long, game as long as we got a tablet we, we somewhere to watch the game so we, you we know it, actually our venue does have all all kinds of TVs there, there so yeah. as long as we got one TV with it, we'd have no problem. Yeah, maybe, so. phone, you know. yeah. maybe if you guys come out, we can set you up like in the in the <laughs> VIP space where there's TVs. With our jerseys. Yeah, invite all the Michigan we'll, Michigan we'll, State guys like we out. Don't know each other for yeah. a day. Yeah, no, we, we we root for each other maybe. Yeah, <laughs> outside outside of that game. No, so yeah, yeah it's, I mean, but yeah, I mean every other sport. I mean we're Red Wings fans, Pistons fans, Tigers, sure. Lions. I mean Lions turned it on this year. So I mean a lot of fun. Yeah, so it was good to well, see. We just had a Michigan guy uh, by the Suns, so that's pretty exciting, right? Yeah. It's, it's been interesting just kind of getting to know more Michigan people from mm-hmm. Arizona because of this. There's, and there's then a ton of people. Looking people into it, sure. I, I heard a stat, I don't know if it's quite true, but beyond California, you know, Michigan's got some of the most population that's moved here, people from Michigan in Arizona. So mm. yeah. I don't know if it's true or not, but I think we're up there. Uh, I believe so it. If you cool. if you said I read a stat somewhere or I saw this study <laughs> saw or internet. yeah, there was this report somewhere. It podcast. Yeah. It's believable. Exactly. I heard it on a podcast. Yeah, we, we've had a pretty good following since we've been down here and doing social media stuff. So we've like actually a lot of Michiganders like Detroit Lions page and stuff like that. And now like soccer is going to be coming up. So I've been mm-hmm. posting and like I, I'm a Portland Timbers fan just because I've been in Portland for a long time. So I'm having those guys. You know, this would be like the home bar to watch the games and stuff 
like that. But moving forward, like any game, we said we're willing. Like I opened up for the World Cup final at 7 a.m. Yeah. We had people waiting outside to come in, which was great. Yeah. So if anybody ever wanted a game, if there's a supporter group for EPL or something, they wanted to open 8 a.m. I mean, I'm probably going to watch the game anyway. So if there's any event people want open for, we can probably yeah. accommodate and bring a group in. So nice. We're big uh, Phoenix Rising fans. Too. Okay. Yeah, we got season tickets for them as well. So. Very yeah, cool. Well, yeah, Detroit City comes here. Then that's and one they're day they're just starting out. up. I think in another month or two, right? Yeah, they're uh, I think April April first or something. around yeah, April their yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, March. But yeah, they got the new stadium down there. It's actually right by Walter Station. So yeah, yep. Yep. So I was chatting with those guys. They host the U.S. games, so I've frequent there quite a bit to watch the U.S. soccer. Games. Yeah, they always have that fan group, uh, the local fan American group outlaws, there. Yeah. yeah, the Outlaws. So that's it. Fun yep. place to go on a, a soccer game there. Yep. for sure. Rowdy. Yeah, we took. We took Angela's daughter. Actually, the first day I got down here driving from Portland was a U.S. game uh, World Cup qualifier. So I met Angelo, and he brought his daughter, and his daughter got to announce all the tickets and everything, and she got for a jersey. For the halftime. Yeah, uh, for the uh, raffle. Yeah, halftime raffles, got a jersey, got a bunch of scarf. scarf and everything. Just, so, know. yeah, the, the AO Phoenix hooked her up with stuff. Yeah. So it was really yeah, first the, half, the, she was like, How, why am I here? What are we doing? I don't know. And then second half, she's cheering along. I, I'm glad she didn't repeat the words in some of the chants. But... Uh, <laughs> Had a great time. So. Yeah, soccer crowds could be. It, you don't really need uh, the scarf, I think, for the season, but it's probably nice to have right right yeah. now. You're right. Yeah, no, we're gonna actually start flying some scarves and some more sports memorabilia now. So yeah. yeah. We're, we're what about uh, Steel Cactus Brewing merch? Is that in the works? Actually, yeah. Like Angela said, we just put an order in for growlers. Um, we did some test hats. Um, we're actually working on our membership club. Uh, it's not a mug club because we don't have mugs, but we're calling it the Cactoid Club. <laughs> just kind <laughs> of a play fun. on cactus. So, I like it. Yeah, so that'll be probably coming out uh, probably next week. We'll probably post about that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. and hats. Uh, we're working on some shirts. And, yeah, we'll move along. I mean, as, as we got time to continue to get swag and stuff yeah, out there. So. That's kind okay. of the, the cool stuff to do that you maybe start doing before you actually have a business plan. Right. Like, we got to have shirts and hats. But right now we're like, we got to have beer. Yeah. And people sure. drinking it. Yeah. We're coming in. and All that stuff will come in time. And yep. it's kind of how our whole ideas of, of built is like yeah. oh, organically and just being with the community, uh, finding people that find us and, and they're bringing other people yeah. and, and really creating like this mm. cool vibe here. Yeah. And we never wanted to take the loan and like a lot of people just start out big and stuff like that and don't make it. We were like, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to, we're going to go cheap Craigslist, our brewing yeah. stuff, our walking cooler, find it as we need it and go yeah. from there and we build, a, build a following. How to build a brewery less than a hundred thousand. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So you you could write a book then eventually. (laughs) Not right now, but. Well, I'm an engineer. I can't write. So I'll leave that up to Angelo. (laughs) No, I mean, a little bit of the history of starting this, it was a little bit of a journey, you know, to start a brewery, you have to have a space. So that's really the the beginning of it beyond the dreams is finding a space. This came up. um, This seemed like a pretty hot spot when I was um, searching and it was close to downtown Gilbert, not too far from my house in Gilbert. and Lots of residents and, around yeah. where people can ride their bikes. Up. Mm-hmm. And it gave me that idea of places that I love to go to in the, the Pacific Northwest that are kind of a business complex or small warehouse, industrial park. Some of my favorite breweries in California are like that. And I saw this as that potential. And it had, you know, pretty decent rent. And, and a lot of the overhead seemed pretty doable got the uh, lease in place and then was able to you know apply for that um, 
license and it does take a little while so it took about a year of, of renting this without actually being able to do anything legally and then COVID hit and then we're like okay let's hang in there and there was, I'll, I'll admit there's several times I was like am I doing the right thing should I cut and run I've kind of used a lot of savings or money and you know I didn't have any angel investors at the time and I didn't even have partners at the time this was still my my journey and and knowing that Trevor was going to be there a part of it as well and and when we all got together and we came together it was kind of getting out of COVID we got the license we got the idea we got the beers going and permitting probably took like nine months and stuff like that like I came down once you had the place to take some dimensions do the drawings get all the permitting in and stuff like that so were you still trying to like perfect your recipes and your beer were you confident that your beer could sell I, I felt like I had a, a decent lineup that um, <clears throat> of beers that I'd made and was able to sell or or have you know enough people try them to know that I had something good. Uh, I feel like with my beer exposure, I, I'm a little bit of a snob when it comes to beer, so I'm my toughest critic on, on a lot of beers that I like to drink. Um, and I felt like, hey, these aren't these aren't the best beers ever, but these are really drinkable. And I think there's a, a crowd of people that are going to like it. Mm-hmm. Do I want to have epic beers one day where I feel like these are award winners and these are like the sawed-off secondary beers and things like that? Yes, but I have to be realistic that it takes time to get there. Yeah, you got to start with something that's good for the masses, that's a, a, a good drinkable beer, and then I get to start doing a little crazy experimenting and get to that next level in some regards and, and still have yeah. Trevor ground me with some, so his experience of visiting breweries across the country, mm-hmm. knowing, yeah. you know, what's sustainable of, of yeah. what Angel was, keep a Angel was definitely brewing more than I was until I got down here. I mean, yeah. I do it kind of just recreational and he was actually cranking out beers and trying stuff yeah. and friends and stuff like that. And yeah, most of mine is like the homebrew again, not as much as him, but just experience of being at many places, talking to him and hanging out with brewers kind of getting the background and going through stuff like that. So, and, and you know, knowing Angelo and his background with the working at Gordon Beers and stuff like that. So I knew the that side that he could take care of, at least for me. So mm-hmm. like getting in with him wasn't a problem because he knows my background too. So that's mm-hmm. why it was good actually collaboration. So what do you think? Are there award potential, award-winning potential among your, among your lineup here? I, I feel we're we're there, and no, uh, you I mean, know the response is good. Everybody come in, and we're like Angel said, we're our biggest critics. So I always yeah. ask, like, if I'm actually bartending, I'm like, tell me if it's bad. I don't want to make it bad. Another beer that's bad. Like, mm-hmm. I want to tweak it. I want to make it better and stuff like that. And most of the people say no. They go through the whole lineup and they like them and stuff like that. And like we said, probably Blue Boy is right now just our flagship going through. And I wouldn't even know how to classify it if I did put it into a beer award. <laughs> mm-hmm. but. We've, and we've got some more ideas that we haven't released yet that are definitely up and coming. And okay. I think if you talk to most brewers, if you get decent, if you got experience, then you're able to make a decent beer. You know, that's decent beer is not hard to make um, yeah. if you've got mm-hmm. some of the basics. But to make a great beer... It, it's yeah. it's not as easy. Yeah, so. and, and one of the patrons made a good point when they first reopened and stuff like that. They go, you if you don't sell food, you have to make good beer because that's the only reason people come back. If you sell food, people still come for the food, even though the beer might be made, yeah. mediocre. So right. we, don't, we can't rest on that. So we better make good beer. Otherwise, people aren't coming back. <laughs> yeah, that's my, my saying. I always say, like with breweries, if it's like they, a lot of them have food, you either make good food or you make good beer. 
So um, usually they don't make both. So, yeah. um, you know, we wanted to focus on beer here. That's why there's no food. People can bring their own stuff in. Yep. Mm-hmm. We, we got, actually uh, gather nearby places yeah, here. We got We got a, a test kitchen, ghost kitchen down the road that uh, free delivery. They give us a discount and everything. They have five different kitchens in there. And I mean, they're probably delivering what within 20, 30 minutes easily or less. Yeah. Are you guys able to like recommend food that pairs with your beers yet? Or is pizza. that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. For sure. You know, <laughs> well, pizza Chicken pairs wings. with everything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like San Diego. It's not, it's not no, that difficult. Yeah, it's like, it's like tacos and your West Coast, right? Yeah. Grilled cheese that just goes great with the stout. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, we're not there yet. I don't want to be that pretentious. I ain't eating your vegan food. I don't want to be that pretentious where we know all this. You know, I do love the donuts and beer. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of ones that do the pairings and stuff like that. It's always fun to do, but yeah, we're not to that point. So, I mean, because we, we probably can't plan ahead far enough and have enough beers to be like, here's five different food types and five beers. We're, We're kind of like on the cusp, like, what do we want to brew next? Yeah. Like, well, we're out of this one. Like, let's brew something similar. Yeah. And we're, we're getting to the point now where we're utilizing our equipment to the next level to brew some bigger batches. We've gotten some great interest with local tap rooms and, and a few other places that, that would like to have our beer there. And, and that's something we want to do. And yeah. So that'd be, that'd oh, be that's nice. awesome. Yeah. And that'll be yeah. next to actually start selling some kegs. So yeah. Restaurants or like you said, I guess tap rooms and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know a few I, friends. And, yeah. and I know an inn at a restaurant. We'll see if Angela can do <laughs> well, some work. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's just been fun just meeting people that come in and they're like, Hey, I know a place. And then, you know, yep. just getting us to that point now where we've got our beers here and we're brewing bigger batches of the ones we like and some newer ones that we can get that canned, some packaged beers, some some kegs out there. That's kind of the next level. But. Yeah, there's a lot of great bottle shops that really yeah. support like the newer, you know, like a, like a Trevor's or something. They they have. Um, they might like him. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> Trevor. I mean, you have an inn right there. Yeah, not, easy right there. And I'm gonna have to roll they, in there. And like talk they to they've him. had uh, you know roses by the stairs on right away. Yep. They'll, they'll have Oro. It's like one of the only places you could find Oro. Some of the smaller nano breweries that mm. you know don't have a whole lot of um, capacity for canning or um, really distributing a whole lot but that's always been kind of my go-to to to try to find places like that so this this valley is so big that you can find there's 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 those new places that are popping Mm -hmm. up that really want to like hone in on oh here's one that you haven't tried that you need to even at copper state we had a couple of tap rooms come up and talk to us and places that we visited while drinking and you know even before we're open you know i was handing out stickers like once you get open let us know and then you know Mm -hmm. chatting with them and it's good to see arizona just getting a lot more local made local and supporting that and small businesses and and i think that's really great to have that and be a part of that so we want to do that so uh I guess my last question: the, the beers, like, what are we drinking? What What do you What did you have? You I, did you have a couple different ones I was there, Angela? A couple different ones. <laughs> uh, I was having our Woodward and Quarton, which is one of our beers that we did a little experiment with. We took the same base um, and from the kettle, which was kind of a more of a West Coast. Um, hopped additions and then split it off into two fermenters and and i got to play with mine and he got to play with his he did more of a traditional um, american ale uh, yeast i did a london yeast and dry hopped it so i could get a little more of a hazy we called it a midwest 
uh, IPA. Yeah, what makes that Midwest? Because that, that's the one I have right here. A little more of a malt maltiness. Okay. You know, that kind of pays homage to our uh, Bell's roots with Two Hearted. Yeah. Because you get a little more malt on that. Yeah. And, and uh, it's just one of those yeah. ones that really makes the West Coast and stuff like that. In my opinion, it's just, you know, hops in a glass of water for the most part. <laughs> you get so many IBUs, you're not tasting the beer. For sure. So, yeah, it's, I mean, you got to have that balance between hops and malts. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like, you know, like you said, like Too Hard, it has one best IPA for yeah. how many years in a row now. There's a reason. Because so. it's middle of the road, you yep. know, and people, it's good everyday drinker. It's a mm-hmm. great beer. So we kind of used that inspiration and then named it after two roads in Detroit that are cross streets. Yep. Uh, I grew up uh, in Woodward. And he grew up on Court yeah, Town, Court, so. yeah, so Corton's actually turns to Big Beaver, turns to 16 Mile, which I grew on. Yeah. So it's the same road, but it changed names multiple times yeah. before it hits Woodward. So, so the, that's kind of our, our little bit of our roots. You know, I grew up in Pontiac right on, on Woodward and Perry. And so it was kind of a fun way to right on. name the beers yeah. that so we brewed, a Yeah, bit to so us. brewed the same batch, split it off, and he did his thing, and I did my thing, so... Yeah. Cool, cool. And then you had you had kind of a lighter one. What are you drinking there, Trevor? Uh, well, that's just one that I'm trying to get rid of because it's not of ours. So oh, okay. I'm trying to get it off tap. <laughs> He's being a good owner. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, so we, when we we did our little soft opening, we only had like I think six beers, so we picked up a couple guest taps. Sure, like sure. And so. we thought people would like that, but really they're only coming for our beers, which I think is great. Yeah. Um. So we won't probably do yeah. too much so, guest taps. No, but. I mean the way it's going, nobody's ordering them. So I think I've killed the first one by myself so I'm oh boy on number two <laughs> so yeah no i mean i prefer to drink my beer but i want the free space up on, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the tap so but you know we've got some nice beers like our standalone stout was an idea of just a straight stout nothing crazy um and, and drinkable um, yeah and that's and, good because we got a couple of bourbon barrels in the back and stuff like that so eventually we wanted to at least have a good stout wow so you guys are starting with that already i like yeah, that yeah. well he's been he's been over the years like he said you know he's had rent and stuff like that <laughs> so he sees good deals like wherever he finds them and he buys it so very cool yeah. what, what kind of bourbon um i don't have that off the top of oh okay no worries yeah we a couple couple decent ones. i think they all kind of age the same way yeah, anyways, yeah right yeah, yeah. some of them just come a little bit wetter than the other ones oh, you know yeah. like uh it's like a jack daniels char- barrel or something is oak. yeah it's Doesn't like matter. It's a it barrel. is like suck dry there's nothing in there but say like uh what who was telling me um uh the hands out of colorado will come with almost like a full bottle still left like sloshing around in the barrel yeah, didn't you get uh, some woodenville ones yeah. too i've had some from woodenville that's woodenville uh, yeah up in Washington, one of my favorite uh, distilleries up there. You know a few people that work there, yeah, and they make some good they've stuff. Got some good stuff from there. Uh, we've got another beer, our our white winter, which was an idea with a, a white wheat added to the beer. So it's got a nice lighter color, and it's not as strong of a wheat flavor, especially for people maybe wheat's not their thing. But it's been very approachable. People love it. No, that's another one of those, like, kind of a base thing before we can change it. You know, yeah. maybe some fruit or some um, orange coriander stuff like that. One of my other like ones I'm, I'm pretty proud of is the, my Parfait, which I, I I don't think I coined it, but I came up with Your the Your Parfait idea. series, yeah. <laughs> it's no, it, a, it's uh, good. breakfast sour. So I uh, used mm, a lot okay. of oats in the, in the mash, ton of oats, oatmeal, and then brewed it and then did a kettle sour with Greek yogurt. So was able to sit that for about three days, 
got just the right amount of sourness. I didn't want to overdo it because I'm not one of those huge sour guys. Mm-hmm. I want to drink a sour that I can have a couple of. Yep. So got that and then finished it with some pineapple for the first one. The second one is a berry parfait. So mm, that's think, the one we took to Copper yeah, State. That was so. pretty popular. Yeah. And you think of a parfait as the layered. Yeah. Your berries, your, your yogurt, and then your oatmeal or granola on the bottom. So yep. that was kind of the idea behind that. So that's something I definitely like to expand with some different fruit flavors. And yeah, it's been really, really well good, received because it base. is one of those ones you don't just have one because of the tartness. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. mellow. Yeah, I always say that about sours. Like it's got to be in that right kind of not too overly sour so I can have another one because there's there's plenty out there where it's just like, man, it's that's a one and done, you know? Like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we love a lot of the, the different variations of IPAs that we, we know those are popular. That's my favorite favorite style so i'm always going to continue to to do those yep. so, you know. and i'll probably broaden into some ambers reds browns stuff like that so yeah. also like uh, my favorite style is belgian so mm-hmm. i'd love to do a triple or a quad and stuff like that coming down the road but again we're working on keeping beers on the list and the taps well, those are good because these are a lot of styles you weren't you're not going to find at other breweries for the most part like you guys sound like you're you're into um some some different styles that that people aren't necessarily going to find out here we've traveled the world a lot drinking beer at many different countries and all across the united states so i think we've got a passion for many styles of beer and we want that to show in in what we bring to the taproom very cool drinking guitar was very hard (laughs) that was difficult for the world cup (laughs) You were there in the World Cup yeah, then. I went for the U.S. group stage game. What, what was the beer there? Heineken. Bud Zero. Oh, uh, Bud yeah. Zero. Yeah, I had a Bud Zero. A Bud just, Zero. Yeah, I mean, probably any sports fan knows you go and you hold a beer watching a game. And my, I didn't know what to do with my hands. I'm watching the game, so I bought Bud Zero. Because <laughs> that's all they had for, for the fans, right? Yeah, like, at the stadium. Anything with the, alcohol in it wasn't allowed, right? Yeah, the Fan Fest allowed Budweiser. But, okay. Uh, at hotels, you're allowed, or I was staying on a cruise ship allowed. But everywhere was like Heineken for the most part, so. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Heineken no. as well. Well, you if know? you drink it for 12 days straight, there's something <laughs> wrong with it. Well, well, at least you got some soccer in for uh, yeah. for your work for your troubles. Oh yeah, right? yeah, that was that part was good. <laughs> so I like what you guys say on your on your website where it says it's it's small batch beer and how beer was meant to made or was was meant to be made. So um, it sounds like from everything we talked about, that's kind of what you guys still take to heart in making beer and serving beer how it was meant to be made here, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Thank That's you. When we're going to continue that way. So, well, very cool. Well, Steel Cactus Brewing is the place. Trevor, Angelo, thank you guys so much for having us in. If you guys are in the area, Gilbert here, uh, Gilbert and Guadalupe. Uh, it's in the Golden Key Commerce Center. Yeah, and you guys are open what three to eight most days. Every every day, three to eight. And if you're looking for additional times, we post on social media for sporting events or anything else that's going to be going on. So I like that. You guys are adjustable with your your yeah. range of beers and that's, your your yeah. range of you hours. Bring a crew in, just yeah. let us know. We'll open up early and, and we'll have some fun. You know? Very if cool. There's a, yep. If there's an early morning sports event or a late night one, or there's a, you know something cool we're doing here that we have a group that really loved coming here right off the bat and they want to do their bachelor party and brew a beer with us for their wedding so we're gonna we're gonna do a um bachelor brew collab mm-hmm. uh with with one of our our new favorite yeah. uh regulars yep. yep michael's a regular he's been here since pretty much the day one so and he's actually originally from michigan too imagine that oh good job michael so, yeah, way to come gonna, in and meet some friends that. yeah next week that'll be kind of fun and let them put a batch together and we'll have it in the brewery and 
and, and send it off to their wedding. Have they named it yet? No, not yet. Not no, yet. Usually, yeah. names come better when you've been drinking. So yeah. wait till the whole crew. Do they know here what kind of beer it is? That, we're gonna leave it up to them. Okay. But I think they were originally talking about like just uh, something easy, so like pale, so you don't yeah. want to go over the top. For yeah. Them. Especially for a wedding, you gotta have something everybody wants to drink. So for sure. Yeah. For sure. I'm sure you know once the, the whole crew gets here and has a yeah. couple of pints, they'll come up with a name. <laughs> I like it. Pale or session IPA something, or, or something yeah. like that. Well, next, uh, I think we need somebody what from the Super Bowl and Waste Management Open to come in and have you guys brew some beer for. Them, right, oh, you, yeah, you guys yeah, at that yeah. stage yet? Yeah, keep up yeah. with that. we'll definitely That's be open year. for the Super Bowl. We'll have the games on and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. very cool, very cool. Well, uh, check these guys out here in Gilbert. Um, brand new brewery opened up in December. Steel Cactus Brewing. We'll have all the information on, on our website in the article. Check them out. Um, what's the website, guys? Just uh, www.steelcactusbrewing.com. Steelcactusbrewing.com. Trevor, Angelo, say hi to these guys. And thanks, thanks, guys. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Cheers. Our thanks to Trevor and Angelo for having us in and to check out Steel Cactus Brewing in Gilbert, just northwest of the downtown Gilbert area. A reminder for all you foodies out there, Dish Fest 2023 coming up Sunday, March 5th at Clayton House in Scottsdale. We've got dozens of restaurants and other food and beverage vendors lined up, ready to serve you. Get on phoenixmagazine.com slash dishfest to get tickets or our ticketing website at tickets.phoenixmag.com. You can find all the information there, who's coming, who's serving, what you can drink, what you can eat, all at phoenixmagazine.com slash dishfest or go right to the ticketing site tickets.phoenixmag.com. See you at Dishfest. Dishfest.